Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's a new power trip in town. It's MJF and Adam Cole Bebe. I hope they never split up. Absolutely. I want them to never break up and give them all the belts. Tag team titles, TNT title, TBS title. It's This, this Orange Cassidy run has gone far enough. Put it on Cole. Put it on Cole. Let's have the Owen Hart Cup. Also one, but I know they're not in the tournament. You Call an audible. Put them in? Yeah. I think you, you can easily put them both in as one entrant. Yeah. Uh, I then give them CM Punk's world title as well that's mm. in that red bag. Yeah. yeah. And then eventually when he introduces the Collision World Championship, put that on him too. The World Consolation Weight AEW edition. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the AEW Dynamite Review Podcast on the Rust Talk Podcast channel. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke Owen, DAD. If you haven't already, please press the subscribe button. Give us a thumbs up. Leave a comment down below with what you thought of this episode of Dynamite and send in those Omega chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support or read out every single one of them over five US dollars. But our main talking point today, it was set up last week when... Max said to Adam Cole, hey, let's go hang out over the weekend. Let's work out. It's the blossoming bromance of MJF and Adam Cole, baby. And you can tell how important Adam Cole is taking this storyline. Because MJF featured on his Twitch channel. Wow. Yes, I saw this on Chugs. Chugs is not a a wrestling thing. This Mm. is like almost a safe space from him having to talk about wrestling. MJF called him while he was on the Twitch channel. He was in the Twitch chat. He gifted subs to... (laughs) Didn't know that. (laughs) That's how serious Cole is taking this. Mm. And, you know, when they announced this two weeks ago, they were going to be the blind tag partners. It was like the, ah, well, that's a bit of fun. That's the whole point of a blind tag tournament thing. How will they coexist? How will they coexist? Bit of yucks. And then last week, the, the, the budding bromance. But this week... This was great. It really uh, subverted where I thought they were going to go. So we'll just run through the three segments they got on this. We got Te- technically a, four. 
Oh, where's the fourth? Well, there was the video package, yeah. the backstage segment yeah. with Cole and Roddy, then the match, and then the post-match. Oh, you count in match and post-match as different There's segments? A, they'll be written down as two different segments <laughs> on, the run or, on the run sheet. This is three words or more right here. <laughs> Bending the rules. Uh, we got the video package sort of vignette sketch that was filmed that was meant to have taken place over the weekend. It's Adam Cole going to work out with MJF. And Adam Cole, right from the start, he is like... I'm not in this. I'm very obviously not into this relationship. Yeah, MJF's like, oh, come spot me, bro. Spot me, bro. And then MJF is like doing his weights and stuff. Some Adam very Cole, heavy weights I, I'd imagine, as a shoot. I'd imagine there was all the weights, uh -huh. on that, but not as much as Cole did. Cole did way more weights. Off screen. Well, I mean, at the end of that, that was the punchline to the segment was that he did way more weights than MJF did. Yeah, well, worked weights. Oh, do you think it was worked weights? The, the camera, so when MJF is doing the bench presses, can see like four giant plates on each side of the bar. Actually, no, they're not worked ones. They could. You're right. Well, if they were worked ones for Adam Cole's, you wouldn't then have to step in right to his face, where presumably, I don't know, Scorpio Sky and Kazarian <laughs> are standing, and they're lifting the bar up for him. Yeah, to make it look effortless. But the the point of this is that. MJF's there, he's doing his wait, and Adam Cole not even paying attention. He's on his phone. He's doom scrolling Twitter, mm -hmm. and he is not doing a single thing. And he's just like, yeah, no, that's really good, really, really good. And then there is a large gentleman. An overweight fellow. In the room, who is, to his credit, doing his best. He's doing his bit to try and maybe, maybe he's got some self-confidence issues. He's looking mm. to shed some of that weight. And he's gone to the gym, which is great news. And the exercise he seems to be doing is hula hooping a five kilogram plate. Yeah. So he's just sort of passing it around him like that. Yeah, which I'd imagine is a really good exercise. I don't yeah. know. I've, I've, I've never been to it. I've gym. never done it. Yeah. Um, maybe I should. And MJF makes a fat joke. It felt like 2005 again. It was very... Very well written as a, oh my God, can you believe this man told this joke? Yeah. And it's so in keeping with a Maxwell Jacob Friedman mm. character. It was essentially, this guy is so large when he goes to the laundrette, the laundrette says, we don't do curtains. Yeah, he could have said, Every time he turns around, it's his birthday. Mm -hmm. you know, if you really really yeah. go back to that period of time. And Adam Cole says to him, <laughs> dude, that's not funny. Mm -hmm. And you can't say those sorts of things anymore. It's actually really hurtful. It's really offensive. Uh, but you know who is fat and smelly? Tony, Tony Schiavone. They both say at the same time. <laughs> they both laugh. And Adam Cole catches himself laughing. Mm. And he catches himself having fun. Mm. And he has this, and he just pauses and he stares into the middle distance as his brain contemplates, is like trying to compute. Oh, I'm, I'm having fun yeah, yeah. with Max. That's the bit that really transforms this from the usual, oh, yeah, I see what they're doing. Cole is going to turn on Max or Max is going to turn in on Cole to, oh, no, I actually want them to stay together now. Because not only do you have Cole going, huh, I'm feeling things I didn't think I'd feel around Max. You also have Max, very uncharacteristically, genuinely trying. When Cole says to him, no, you can't say that anymore about the fat joke, MJF goes, Oh, oh, really? I'm so I'm sorry. And he he seemed genuine and sincere about it. Yeah, but that's always it's the greatest trick the devil ever pulled. Is you never. I know, I know. Yeah, it's well, it's difficult, but maybe it is. Maybe that I, that really was a moment of vulnerability within Max that we we very rarely see. Well, with with MJF's character, and I said this in my review, so apologies for repeating myself. 
uh, but that's all I do on this. Sh- so <laughs> you're used to it by now. <laughs> is Max the 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 bit that I keep coming back to for MJF's character is that promo with CM Punk about how the college kids threw money at him when they found out he was Jewish. And it's always that thing. He thought he was in with the cool crowd. He got in with the cool crowd. They were awful to him. And, you know, what's what, anti-Semitically bullied him. And then he became that person as well to fit in. So mm-hmm. that's that's like, that's the mum and dad getting shot outside. Yeah, the, that's his origin It's story. his origin story. Batman origin story. I was trying to convey that. Yeah. So here... This is, for me, Innocent Max wanting to get in with the cool kids. He idolizes Adam Cole. It's very true. He pointed that out in a promo before. That was his, his big Instagram post is, mm. if you want to be the best, you've got to emulate the best. Adam Cole was his hero. Adam Cole is one of those college kids he wanted to be. And not just like modern-day blue-eyed babyface Adam Cole, who's, you know, still, still out on the road test, but that he'll... I'm always going to turn on you, Adam Cole. Undisputed era, Ring of Honor, Adam Cole. Who is more in the mold of that douchebag, bullying, toxic high school athlete figure, the jock that MJF wants to get in with. So I I really do feel, if this is, if we're treating it 100% kayfabe, I think Max in these segments is 100% believing that he wants to be Adam Cole's friend. I think there's a good argument to be made for that. Mm. Um, but like, I think it's because it's MJF. You've always got to take that slight step back. But that's all about character growth, isn't it? Like that mm. is about you are so used to this character, but we're going on a bit of a, a potential character change here. What I find interesting in all of this is, aside from the points that you've just made there, it's Cole mm. finding himself, this blue-eyed baby face version of Cole, found himself slipping back into ring of honor undisputed era adam cole and that's the self-reflective moment he had was like oh i guess that part of me still there i am and always will be adam cole Mm -hmm. baby baby no matter how much i come back from an injury and say i'm a good guy now and maybe it felt kind of good calling maybe, Tony Schiavone fat. <laughs> because it is something he doesn't like, which is Tony Schiavone. Uh, this was played through in, in sort of a, a later bit just before their match, where Adam Cole goes to check on Roderick Strong. Uh, Roderick Strong, he's got the neck brace in from the Samoa Joe attack on Collision on Saturday. And the doctor's talking about, well, you know, you're not really cleared at the moment. Roddy's like, I'm fine. <laughs> and Adam Cole's there. And, you know, usually this would be Adam Cole... Don't worry, buddy. I've got you back. Uh, I'm just playing with Max. Giving Roddy's full attention. But what it, instead what it was, you've got a bit of sauce on your arm from your <gasps> dinner. I do. <laughs> what, a, what a mucky pup. You need a bib. <laughs> it's because the kid doesn't have them anymore. So I'm just like, well, if she doesn't need one, I don't need one either. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> got bored of my own sentence. <laughs> What was they talking about? Oh, yeah, that Cole was on his mobile phone while he was doing that. That's what he did to MJF earlier. Yeah, and he was reading a text from MJF that he laughed at, mm. but was he laughing at it because Max said something funny, or was he laughing at it like, can you believe this guy? Like, Because Max's whole deal is, I've got a new tag finish for us. Yeah. We're going to do a double clothesline. 
And he's like, he's just texting me about this double clothesline thing he wants to do. But don't, it, but don't worry about it. It's okay. It felt proper like your mate's just got a girlfriend. Oh my God, uh, Sandy's just said the funniest thing. <laughs> like, dude, I'm trying to talk to you about where I'm going to take the Indiana Jones franchise post Harrison Ford. <laughs> Get your head in our conversation. Do you know a bit um, from the in-betweeners? Yeah. When because some friends still do that right so there was some friends I did it of mine, last week yeah there was some friends of mine that did it for me when <laughs> i was uh courting my the, mm. the woman who would become my wife anytime that i would mention her like in conversation my friend would go, oh, boop, 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 boop. it's uh to american people who haven't seen the in-betweeners that's the sound a incoming text used to make on a on a speaker so that's what he had here. He had his. Then we get into the actual match, which was just MJF and Adam Cole taking on another blind eliminator tag team of Butcher and Matt Menard. Mm, Daddy Magic felt really surreal watching Max wrestle on a Saturday twice, and now watching him wrestle Matt Menard here. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like that we're getting more Max in the ring. Absolutely, and you know we're. In the office earlier, we're talking about the blind eliminator tournament thing. And I was like, they paired Lee and Swerve together. And Adam Cole was like, oh, no, but they hate each other. Mm. And I said, yeah. And they also teamed Matt Hardy and Jeff Jones. It's like, oh, no, but they hate each other. I was like, yeah. And they teamed together Adam Cole and just, oh, no, they're feuding together. I was like, yeah. And then they feud Butcher and Matt Menard. No, I don't think I've ever shared a screen together. Well, some of them are going to be... Str- so, some of them are obviously random. Some of them are just... <laughs> that really was like a... Uh, lit- we will literally draw these out of a tombola. Who could it be? On the tournament structure, I would appreciate knowing what the brackets are. Considering that, a couple of weeks ago they said, we will announce the brackets mm. for this tournament on next week's episode. And yeah. we are now two weeks in, and they still have not. I don't even know if this is... Of all the teams now wrestled... Uh, no, because you've got Matt and Jeff there's, still. There's two happening on Rampage, and then we are getting the next round of it next week. Where it's, okay. So it's Cole and MJF against one of the teams that is either... Hold on. I think it's Trent. It's, uh, yeah, it's either Big Bill and Brian, Brian Cage, Cage. Which is apparently a banging match. Oh, really? They, they obviously already taped it for Rampage. Or Trent and Matt Seidel. God, sure. God, I'm good. <laughs> Not like you're doing a survival series. Yeah. And then the other ones, Matt and Jeff Jarrett versus two other people, but really the important ones are Matt and Jeff Jarrett. Uh, so this match itself was more of a showcase to get over the Adam Cole MJF stuff. And it was absolutely delightful. MJF right away gets the abdominal stretch locked in on, I think, Matt Maynard. Yeah. And he's telling Cole behind the referee's back, come on take my hand to to give me more leverage on the abdominal stretch the classic heel spot you grab the arm it somehow makes the abdominal stretch more hurtful yeah it pulls it over more is that what it is i think so (laughs) uh and adam cole's like i'm not gonna take this man this is not just because it's immoral and he's a baby face now but because it's lame it's lame (laughs) he's like i'm not doing it and so max is there trying to distract the referee from from looking around it's like no ask him ask him and then turning to man cole's like yeah no let's do it let's do it and then he starts a do it do it do it chant from the audience and cole still says no and so he starts another do it do it and adam cole goes (sighs) (laughs) and he grabs him by the hand to do the spot and the guy goes 
Yeah. And you could tell Cole enjoyed it. Enjoyed embracing the dark side. Then it was a weird five minutes. Uh, perfectly fine. I just it was weird to experience of MJF getting worked over. But that's what I've written in my hand here. Yeah, healed remarkably. Work over world heavyweight champion MJF during the ad break, which is fine. It was the structure of the match. It was perfectly. It was just a weird visual to experience. And then MJF makes the hot tag by poking Maynard in the eyes by doing. Okay, this is just so wonderful. Mm. Doing all the babyface hope spots but only getting out of it by doing heel shenanigans. It's, uh, I, we said it in the office earlier. It's actually quite subversive what MJF is doing here. It's like, yeah, I'm so good a performer, I can make everyone cheer me and my partner as massive baby faces despite doing every old school heel trick in the book. And at the end of the day, I'm going to make the place explode when we hit a double clothesline. One of the simplest moves in the arsenal. So they get the hot tag to Cole. Cole runs wild and he is clearing house. He's got Menard ready to be finished off. And MJF says, tag me in. We'll do the double clothesline. Mm. And Cole looks at him and he's like, nope. And he drops the knee pad, drops the boom and pins Menard. But MJF's not mad. He's not, he's not upset about it because they got the win. He's like, hey, we got the win. Do you know what? We'd have, and he, he says in the promo afterwards, we'd have won the match quicker if we'd have done my thing, but <laughs> do you know what? We could do that another time. I cannot wait for that double clothesline yeah. spot. I can't. I, I literally can't wait for that moment. I think it's going to be so entertaining. Mm. After the match, uh, Adam Cole was leaving and Max said, well, just before you go, happy birthday. Confetti exploded, or streamers rather, exploded from the ring post. A bunch of production guys came down with party hats and cake. Cake and what are they called? The little, um, the little, uh, bl- little blowers? Pa- party blowers. Party blowers. Uh, and they all celebrated. And then there was a little bit of, oh, you guys. He's going to blow out the birthday cake candle. But hey. Max. Or M- goes to playfully shove his head in the in the cake. MJ mugs to the camera mm. and he's like, hey guys, check this out. Adam Cole, he's going to go and blow the candle out, but I'm going to push his face yeah. into the cake. It's going to be so funny. We're such good friends. We're already at a point where we can turn on each other and it's just banter. <laughs> but Cole, because he's the smart baby face, reverses that, shoves Max's head in the cake. And I thought, oh no, that's that's a shame that they this was all just paid off like that. Max gets up and he's laughing. Yeah. And it almost brings them closer together. And I was like, oh my God, this is so good. The crowd start chanting, eat the cake, mm-hmm. eat the cake. And everyone's like, yeah. Takes a bit off his face and he's like, oh, that's quite a good cake, actually. And Adam Cole, like, leans down to him and he just says, in all sincerity, thank you. And he leaves. And it genuinely was. That was a moment of sincerity of, that was a really nice gesture. Mm. Like you did all of that for my birthday, and I do appreciate that. He's winning. He's winning them over. He's winning him over. It's like they've they've gone. Well, we're not going to do a wrestling storyline this time. We're not going to do you beat this person, then this person, then this person, then this person, then this person to face MJF. We're going to do the classic rom com. <laughs> it's a rom com. They're doing a rom com, and I I love it. We didn't I, even talk I'm, about their entrance and stuff. Oh, like, yeah. at, like MJF cuts his music off so Adam Cole can have his full entrance. MJF is doing mm. all of his poses, doing like the walk to the ring with the arms in the air and everything. Poses with Adam Cole. And Adam Cole this whole yeah. time is pausing with him being like, what are you doing? Uh, like the typical Max. But throughout the match, 
you the more and more this went on the more <laughs> cold got into the friendship so the, I suppose the question is before we do get into our omega chats on this is I, I don't know do we do we just do the standard because if MJF just turns on him at the end, it's like, well, now Cole looks like an idiot because like, and is that just the Sammy thing that we did mm. only a handful of months ago? Where do we go here? Well, last week I was like, well, they're going to do a, an old couple thing. Uh, it's nowhere near Sammy MJF levels, which was way too brief for me. I thought that was really, really fun. But already this in just one week has become infinitely more layered and more enjoyable. Uh, if it was me, obviously, like people keep saying, Cole MJF are all in. I don't, or, or all out. I don't know. I don't feel that. I just watching this segment, just based on gut reaction this week, Thursday, the day after Dynamite, I would honestly have them go and win the title. <laughs> Well, I think the finals will likely be them with Orange Cassidy and Derby. Because mm -hmm. that's, you know, what a perfect team to put them up against with Derby on the opposite side of the ring yeah, with MJF. Yeah, of course. And then you can have... So then the winners get a, a shot at FTR. Yeah. So definitely win the tournament. Maybe not win the titles. So that that's like, you know, potentially two months of storyline there. I think that's a bit more substantial. I wouldn't have MJF go, ha-ha, it was all a plan really to attack Cole. The way I would like to see MJF turn on him, because I think that's the way to go, is for MJF to... It's his self-sabotaging. It's his paranoia that gets the better of him. He's genuinely in this friendship right now with Cole, but in a couple of weeks... Oh, was he looking... And it, it plays into that, well, I can't trust anybody. I have no friends, because when I did have friends, that one time on that day in college, they threw pennies at me. So I would tie into that. Cole is, you know, has been saying from the get-go, you know, he told Roderick Strong that this isn't a real friendship. I'm just I'm just mm. doing this because I I'm the one who's actually suckering him and he's not he's trying to sucker me in and I'm not falling for it. MJF really thinks they are in a friendship, but Cole is not. And it's Cole is the one that breaks this friendship up because that is going to hurt Max so much. And that is brilliant character fuel for an even bigger heel run, MJF. Let me add a bit more. Please, <laughs> please do. <laughs> I can tell you we're excited to do so. Adam Cole actually is one over. You do. She's all that. <gasps> Adam Cole actually becomes best friends with Max. Max actually becomes best friends with Adam Cole. Roderick Strong's jealous. Roderick Strong plays Max back. The bit at the start <gasps> no. where Cole said, I'm only in it. No! <gasps> and that's the split. That's the split. And Cole's like, man, I actually ended up liking you. Yeah. But then that MJF gets twisted. And reveals it was a bet all along. And he's like, I can't trust anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this, I, and if they don't do that, it sucks. If LA Knight doesn't win the ladder match, WWE are terrible. This is an awesome uh, bit of the show. Uh, I had a blast with all of this. The match was hilarious. Yeah. The segment after was hilarious. The video, the, the the bit of the gym was hilarious. I love this so, so much. Yeah. Uh, before we get into our Omega chat, hey, look at these lovely shirts these two fashionable fellows are wearing. I am wearing 
the Wrestle Talk News presenter faces. Yes, on here. There's There's Laurie. No, that's Laurie. Oh, it's Pete. That's right, because he's got a bigger beard. I couldn't see him. He's got a more ginger beard. Yeah, there's Pete, and there's a bigger beard as well. Uh, There's Sat, obviously. Um, (laughs) There's me. You. Tempest. Yeah. Yeah, so Pete said, I don't know how much you can see this one, without eyes, nose, or a mouth... I look like Paul Rudd. <laughs> he did say that. Pretty cool. Uh, and your T-shirt is made up of the custom beers we had on sale at the Long Arm uh, Pub and Brewery for our watch-along party. Indeed, yes. We've got survival beeries, mm-hmm. uh, How Adam Would Drink, El Fakador's Mask, the uh, Ollie's Hot Tag. Delicious. That was. Yeah. That's down. Did you have any? No, well, I had the LIW 4.5% Life, <laughs> which uh, was, was very, very nice. As was uh, in about 5%, mm. which was a 4.9% um, New England IPA. Both of these New t-shirts are available to buy right now on WrestleShop. Shop. <laughs> God damn it, I. WrestleShop.com. The moderators should be posting a link oh, in the comments. They are indeed. For you to get, to, for you to look as sexy as these two guys right here. Yeah. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, right, on the Omega chats, Username has been lost for this, so please do tell the mods and we can give you a shout out, hopefully. Love this partnership. However, thoughts on a double term with MJF turning face. Everyone leaves him, Cole, his fiance, Cody, etc., to then go against a newly heel punk to unify the belts after the Cole feud. I think I like my art version where MJF turns more heel. Yeah, and also you got to remember it's if all out, which it is actually, I believe, it's at the United Center, it's in Chicago. They're not booing punk no matter how much of a heel he is mm. on collision. So you really need MJF going in as the heel because <coughs> Punk will baby face it up. You can turn, you can do Punk heel after that, like the proper heel run, but I think at this point here, you kind of want MJF as the heel going in. That that would be my point anyway. Uh, but I, I'd actually also forgot the fiancé leaving him as well. Cody leaving mm. him. Yeah. There's a history there. Heartbreaking. Will Campbell, the birthday segment was complete sports entertainment nonsense, and I would like double helpings of it, please, Mr. Khan. I would remove nonsense. I, I think sports entertainment has gotten a bad, a dirty rep because it's just been terribly yeah. done. Sports entertainment is great. I think that's at the, the foundation of a lot of attitude era fans' enjoyment of the sport. So it is sports entertaining. I would agree with that. Sorry, can I just... I mean, you've got some, I'm just going to get this little hair off your cheek. Just grooming each other today, aren't we? Just an edel heat. MJF thinks he's Shawn Michaels doing the double point, running around cold like Shawn did for Triple H. The anticipation of putting the party hat on. I don't want this to end. I hadn't even thought about that, mm. but he's absolutely bang on the banana. That is what Shawn used to do for Triple H before Triple H would do like the in the yeah. DX thing. He would do the little like run around him, and it's Triple H who usually turns. Yeah, and then. Shawn Michaels gets run over <laughs> and Triple H turns babyface for a week to do an investigation. <laughs> and it turns out it was Triple H. Uh, Rob Steedley, Menberg for 13 months. Uh, can Cole turn on Max and still be the babyface? Because the whole point is Cole wants the title belt. You can do mm. if it's it's a justified thing of like, well, look, Max was just using me. Mm. Not realizing that perhaps Max isn't just using him, but we don't like we don't know that one. But you can do this where Max still comes out as the even bigger heel in yeah. this because uh, he's a he's a smart baby face. Nick Smith, I think it ends up being Cole who turns on MJF. Cole feels himself starting to like MJF and flips a switch. He does to him what MJF always does to others, turning on him before MJF can turn on Cole, sending MJF even further into his heel character. Yeah, I think that. I think that makes Cole the heel there. MJF will become too mm -hmm. relatable. Uh, please keep getting in your Omega Chats, wrestletalk.com forward slash support, or read out every single one over five US dollars, and buy our shirts. Links in the description, sorry, links in the chat that the moderators should be putting on. This episode begun with Keith Lee and Darby Allen having a backstage bit from earlier in the day where Darby Allen said, you've gotten lost in the shuffle. You suck, dude. Yeah. Well, and, you, and you seem to think it's everyone else's fault, but really, it's yours. And Keith's like, uh, 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 <laughs> I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, little man, <laughs> yeah. you have made a terrible error. Because then we got 
such a fun opener. Yep. It was Keith Lee and Swerve, blind eliminator tag, uh, drawing, obviously, against Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy. And this was all booked around, much a bit like the previous week's six-man tag, around Keith Lee looking brilliant. Because they showed video clips of him teaming with Orange Cassidy last week and being that Keith Lee of all. We called him the 2018 PWG Keith Lee, which is, that's our Keith Lee, the one who used to do Rev Pro shows. Shaved the beard, dyed the hair, looks yep. exactly like him. Yeah, and so they showed clips of that. And I also appreciated that they showed clips of this feud between Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland, which really, really works if you don't mention the dates. Mm. Because it's like, and Swerve Strickland, he laid out Keith Lee with a cinder block in December of last year. I think they did show the dates. I, though, know, I know, but it's oh, like, right. just whisper them. It's like, in December of last year. And then Keith Lee mm. made his return and he laid out Swerve Strickland in February of this year. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, wow, this hot feud has had nothing for the last four yeah. months i guess they hate each other so much they go through year like month periods at a time where they don't interact swerve strickland just goes off and does his own thing going for different titles yeah. uh but this match was so much fun and there was a lot of nice character play even between swerve and lee even though i'm very much past that uh keith would chop in swerve swerve would chop in keith to make the tags and then when Somebody did a like uh, there was a moment a Tower of Doom spot where Swerve was gonna I think superplex Darby and Keith Lee just went whoop and did a power bomb on Swerve but that hit a suplex on Darby as well. Uh, fun little bits like that, well worked. This was really about making Keith Lee feel like Keith Lee. Mm. You know, the first thing he does is he just grabs Darby by the throat and beals him like into the third row. Like it was it was awesome. And then they had the spot when Darby and Orange Cassidy were just hitting move after move after move after move on him but couldn't take the big man down. It was just like rocking him in his feet. Those classic like rev pro spots that you and I used to see in like, the PWG era of stuff. And what I loved about this is that they finally hit this move that rocked Keith Lee enough that he backed into his own corner to cause a tag on Swerve Strickland, but Swerve takes a bump because Keith Lee's mm. bumped into him because he's this big, powerful monster dude. Uh, spot of the match, though, was Darby has been put underneath the steel steps by Swerve and Orange Cassidy has Keith Lee in a choke on his back and Keith Lee walks up the steel steps with Orange Cassidy beneath them, yelping in pain. Darby's under the stairs and Orange Cassidy's on the back of... Oh, Lee. sorry, did I get mixed up? Yeah, and he just walks up. Oh my God. So good. Such a cool spot. A spot that was so cool. We watched it <laughs> twice because I watched this in the office today and I was like, what? No way. And then everyone was like, what was it? And I was like, you've got to come around and see this spot. Rewind, rewind, rewind. Look at this. Yeah. Uh, loved it. Uh, I really, really hope they follow up and keep on this Keith Lee momentum because it really feels like we're getting back to Keith Lee Prime. Mm -hmm. uh, but the finish was Darby getting the last supper pin on Swerve after Swerve had accidentally kicked Lee, so Keith was out the ring. And they progress. Swerve walked out, and Keith Lee, like, respectfully fist bumped. Casty and Derby. There was a spot when they had the pin on Keith Lee and Swerve broke it up with the 450, but I think like Orange Cassidy actually moved out of the way, so mm. he just 450'd Keith Lee. But he was quite happy about that. He's like, well, I don't like him yeah, anyway, yeah. so that's fine with me. And when he kicked him, he was like, that, that's great because I've just kicked him and I don't like him. And then he got pinned and he was like, wait, no! No, I just <laughs> lost. And he was really annoyed by that, but Keith was like, I don't mind because I don't like him. Look forward to the next installment in four months' time. Yep. After that, we got a video package. Long-term storytelling. 
Keeping with Darby Allen, he is introducing this new signee. Well, he's actually an old signee. He was signed two years ago, but he was 16 years old. But he's turning 18 in the next week. So he's going to have his first match on Dynamite against Swerve Strickland. It's Nick Wayne, the son of Buddy Wayne, who, you know, isn't really a well-known name, but he trained Brian Alvarez and he was a big part of that Seattle defy wrestling scene, training a lot of those guys. Trained Darby as well. Darby Allen was also trained by Nick Wayne, yeah. Um, and Swerve? Well, Swerve's a big part of, of that, 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 scene. that scene. Yeah, I don't know whether he trained him <laughs> or not. Buddy Wayne is a name that I am very familiar with through 10, 15 years of listening to figure four hmm. online podcasts of like listening to Brian and Dave talking about him. Mostly like Brian and Vinny because Brian and Vinny would share their stories of Buddy Wayne. Mm-hmm. Buddy Wayne would be on some of the podcasts that they did in this and the other. And then when Buddy passed, like they did a lot of like big tribute shows to him as well as sort of sharing their memories of him. So he's a guy that I've just, is a name mm-hmm. I've just known for years on end. And so it's kind of cool now. It's like, well, now the son of Buddy Wayne is going to be wrestling for AEW next week. And it's a perfect person to put him up against in Swerve Strickland because they have worked together a lot and this feels like Swerve said to AEW, because like him and Darby, I think, are the guys that have been really pushing mm. sign this kid because he's going to be like the future of this business. Swerve's like, give me this match because I will make him look like an absolute star next week. Yeah, if no one's heard of his name before, for the last couple of years, he has been spoken about as the future big star of wrestling, like a Jungle Boy or an MJF was before. We don't know which way it's going to go. I personally, I've seen like spots of him wrestle and he's very, very good. I've not heard him cut a promo. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that side's there. I was just a bit confused. that The way this uh, video package was structured and told, it felt like part one of three or four. I didn't get anything. It's, it, they just said to be continued. I didn't get anything from Nick Wayne. It was all Derby. I felt like there was going to be another installment of getting to know Nick Wayne's personality. It said to be continued at the end. So I was actually a bit miffed when at the end of the episode, Excalibur just announces... Oh, and uh, Nick Wayne's facing Strickland next week. It's like, that's not how you build a, a brand new star. You give him like four weeks of vignettes. Unless, of course, the second and final vignette is before the match. Well, I would give it, I would give it more. I, I, I mean, I, 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 I agree with rushed. you. I agree with you because I, it, you're right. <laughs> this did feel like it was part one of a few weeks before mm. we get to it. But like, the other side of this the other side of that coin if i was to jump on the defensive aspect of it is like look i saw loads of book of hobbs promo videos that went nowhere yeah so i'd, I'd much rather we do one of these video promos and it leads to a match and and that like that means aw can't bollocks that up yeah or forget about it we'll pick up the pace because i've just seen the time and i do need to head off you do floor. uh tony shivani is backstage with jungle boy whose car arrives says he wants an ftw title shot hook chases him off yeah he came out dressed like dan layton um, then we got the then we got the MJF. It's very Christian, isn't it? Like you can feel the Christian production there. Uh, the MJF Adam Cole bit. Then we got the acclaimed and Daddy Ass taking on the Bollywood Boys and the Blade. Just total enhancement match, really. It was. I mean, I, I said to Pete as this match finished, I sometimes question whether or not me spending the last twenty plus years of wrestling has been a waste of time, um, or you know, from me watching it from such a young age has been a, a waste of time. But it really paid off in this match because I wrote down in my notes, Billy Gunn hits the one and only because I knew what the name of that move was because I was watching wrestling in 2001 when he debuted (laughs) that move when he became the one Billy Gunn. And I was like, oh, Pete, I know the name of that move and I've written it in my notes. 
Afterwards, uh, Harley Cameron from QTV interrupted them on the Tron and said that she'll prove next week she's the best musical musician yeah. in AEW next week. She had a line where you said, you're going to be peanut butter and jealous, which is actually pretty good. Mm. Uh, I Do you think she's going to be bad? No, no, she's an she's amazing. She's in a band. She's, isn't a, she? she's an incredible singer. Yeah, she is an amazing, amazing mm. singer. So yeah, she is actually just going to sing really well, I'd imagine. <laughs> or do you do like the Gillian Hall thing of just yeah, like go out yeah. there and sing really bad? But apparently that's a really difficult thing to do. If you're good at singing, it's hard to sing poorly. Because mm. I was talking to Rosie about this because I have a sketch on Groby Little Mitts where she has to sing badly, but Rosie can sing. The little girl in um, School of Rock, that's the the band manager, she can really sing. So when she has to do her bit where she sings memories really badly, mm. like um, Mike Mike White, the director, had to give her lessons on how uh, to sing badly. Me. <laughs> we got clips of Eddie Kingston beating Kenta for the New Japan Strong Openweight Championship. Sorry, last point I just wanted to make on that segment there is that Billy Gunn tells her to suck it at mm. the end of the segment. There is a pause, and Tony Schiavone went, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Yeah, so Kingston beat Kenta for the New Japan Strong Openweight title. Yeah, take and, that, punk. And then we get a video package from Mox, because Mox is in Japan at the moment. He's not on this show. Although, we'll hear from Mox was one of the big promoted things. And we did hear from him. I guess so. <laughs> Didn't really say anything new. It was actually quite baby-facey. He was presenting Kingston as the heel here. So, like, look, we're, the Blackpool Combat Club are trying to make the new generation of wrestlers, and you're just grumpy at them all. I hear this being was like, in 2009, you were really pissed off about things. And now here we are, it's 2023, and you're still pissed off mm. about them. I really, I really was hoping that you were going to be able to move past a lot of your issues and look to the future and be the wrestler that everyone thought you could be. But I guess you're not. Like, I guess you're just going to be pissed off about things from 15 years ago. I care! Yeah. I care! I loved it. I thought this was awesome. Very yeah. cool archive as well. At the end, yeah, yeah. At the end, he said uh, he wants Eddie to answer his phone. Yeah, he's not even he's not even responding to Mox's phone calls. But that says to me that Mox is trying to talk to Eddie. Is does he want him to join sides? Because he was because he's trying to have him to knock it off with Claudio, yeah. just like leave it alone. Uh, RJ City drew the next name in the blind tag eliminator tournament for Matt Hardy. This is very well done because it's RJ City, and he said it's Jeff. Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, because Matt's like, my brother Jeff? <laughs> no, it's Jeff Jarrett. And he's like, no, I hate Jeff Jarrett. Very well done. Yep. Uh, that'll be fun. It will be. Mm -hmm. I mean, no one will watch it because it's on Rampage, but I'm <laughs> sure it'll be fun. Oh, more people watch Rampage than Collision. <laughs> it's, the, it's the B show. We got a video package on Utah and Omega, which was good, actually, because I kind of forgot that Utah pinned Omega at Double or Nothing. In Very good Kino reminder. Week. Uh Argue, like I love the Cole MJF stuff. I want to see where that goes. But the thing that's got me most curious, I'd say, is this next segment. Chris Jericho comes out, really has dropped a lot of the JAS heel persona. He's full-on babyface in this segment, playing up Canada, playing up how it's Alberta. I trained at Stu Hart's... Weirdly, the crowd booed Stu Hart? I didn't think they were booing Stu Hart. I thought they were booing where it was. Oh, okay. Like it's a, That's a, a different uh, part of this province, and I don't like that bit of the province. Maybe yeah. they've got a, a sports team or something. It's like Dartford. Boo, we're from <laughs> Swanley. Kent. Um, 
I've disowned both of those places. <laughs> I boo them both. I'm East London now. Yeah, yeah. I'm Orthamstone. <laughs> I was born here. But it's, it's me in E17 until the end. And and uh, Damon Alburn from Blur. Oh, really? And Harry Kane and Johnny Ive, the designer of the iPhone. No. Orthamstone boys. <laughs> And the larger Leighton area. <laughs> Anywho, uh, Chris Jericho's getting a series of local hometown pops, said wrestling is everything to him. That's what this place reminds him of. And now he's going to become a better version of Chris Jericho. Maybe the best version ever. Which was cool. And Don Callis comes out. Oh, the amazing heat for Don Callis. With what I think is brown noise yeah, for he his, he his entrance. Yeah, it's, it's like a, it's an air conditioning unit. Just going, it's just that allows people to... It's just an annoying... Oh, oh, boo, anyway. I mean this with the highest compliments. I think Don Callis actually physically resembles a penis. <laughs> Since the cut on his head. Yeah. It just... I don't know what it is about him. He just looks like a penis personified. I, I've never thought of Don Callis as a penis. Yeah. Yeah. But, but maybe next time I will. My favorite, my new favorite thing about Don Callis, and I particularly enjoy this in the when we rewatched the Kenny Osprey match from uh, you know a few days ago, is I mean his big overreactions of points and things like that. But he when he comes out the second time and the crowd boos him, he has this real like. <laughs> <laughs> he's so good at the big facial yeah. overreactions. Yeah, he's amazing. Um, but Callis said to Jericho. You know, I arranged Jericho Omega, Wrestle Kingdom, changed the wrestling industry. Uh, we've been friends for 34 years. I'm building a new family. Do you want in? Because I was betrayed <laughs> by Kenny Omega. Just And every line like that, the crowd boo harder. And Jericho had this great line. He says, I don't join factions. I start them. And he's building it up like he's going to say no. Well, he also made the point of like, look, you're only in AEW because I got you a job. Mm. Here. You were in a different profession you left the world of professional wrestling but i knew you wanted to come back so i hooked you up with various different gigs and that's how i got you back into a i got you into aew so without me there's no don Carlos, and without that then there's no so really i'm i did this and don Carlos is like you're right we're history makers mm. like lanes is like yes you're right but also i did my thing we're both people who make history so jericho was playing up the idea so much that he was gonna say no that I thought, oh, he's going to say yes. But he did something even more interesting. He answered, maybe, yeah. and then walked off right away. I think there's a really key and, and fascinating word you use there, which is interesting, um, because I, I don't know. I, oh, no. Well, I, here's what I wrote in my notes, which is like, out comes Don Callis. Oh, no, Jericho's going to be in blood and guts, isn't he? And I don't want, Jer <laughs> I don't want Jericho near my cool storyline I've got with the Elite and Blackpool Combat Club. I don't need Chris Jericho being like, oh, that's over. I think I should probably be a part of that as well. He can take a fun bump off the top of the cage. No, this is what Do it right this time. <laughs> Jericho always does. Like, I know, that's getting over. I think mm. probably I should be a part of this mm. as well. I don't want Jericho close to my Elite Blackpool Combat Club storyline, part A. Part B... This makes Sammy Guevara look like an 
absolute muppet later on in this episode. Oh, because yeah, because like, of course, two, <laughs> like two weeks ago, Sammy was like, "I'm gonna leave the, I'm gonna leave the Jericho appreciation side. Like, <laughs> I don't need this group." And Jericho was like, "No, you're sticking with me." And then we're gonna be a tag team. And so I was like, "All right, I guess we're gonna be a tag team then." And now they were a tag team, lost a bunch of matches. And then later on, Sammy's like, how could you possibly leave this group? And I'm like, why do you want him uh, to stick around? You wanted to leave because yeah. you're having a kid or some nonsense. I don't know why you're turning baby face, but apparently you are. And he stands <laughs> I guess I'm tagging with Daniel Garcia now. Yeah. I was like, well, cool. So Jericho just one day woke up and was like, I don't want to do that Sammy storyline mm. anymore. I'd rather do a storyline where I'm the focus. And now Sammy is once again directionless. Mm. I... Totally valid concerns, by the way, because Jericho is hit and miss. <laughs> but I feel like he's been missing for the the normal amount of time that he misses for. Oh, you think he's due a hit? I think he's due a hit. <laughs> Just like last year, we all wrote him off after that eternal Eddie Kingston feud last year. And then boom, Ocho, Ring of Honor world champion. One of the best runs of his career for about three months. Bangers every week back to back on Dynamite. Jericho and Callus and Takeshita, I think, is the start of a. If if Jericho's not the main focus and Callus is still the mouthpiece, that's that's a heck of a lot of star power. That ain't happening. Jericho not being the focus. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I go either way. I I'm all for more Jericho Callus segments. I just. I just, want, I just want to like take my my toys and just sort of like I don't yeah. I don't want them to play with, I, know. I don't want these to play with your your toys yeah yeah because if it's Jericho added to Blood and Guts and Eddie added on the Elite side it's like oh uh, well I get the mirror image of last year but I don't care <laughs> yeah and I think we're, I mean uh, Omega teased that after Dynamite went off the air that it is I mean you without saying as much as saying it is Kota Ibushi oh right. Which may, you know, could put Kingston on the other side. Mm. Oh, but I think Kingston... Oh, no, sorry. Kingston's doing the G1. I think it's actually impossible for him to do Blood oh, and Guts. Oh, okay. Uh, well, reserve, I'm going to reserve judgment. I, I feel like... Just just past performance, I feel like Jericho's in a about to do something good. Yeah. But it could also be another three months of guff. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't want to see Jericho feud with Takeshita. No, no. Which uh, which is like the other way this could go, I think. Yeah. Uh, we got a Punk and Joe video package for Collision. The only reason I mentioned that about this weekend is it, is because it's in Regina. Uh, medical update with Strong and the Cole stuff, and then we got the great tag match uh, with Max and Adam Cole. Britt got a promo on Ruby. <coughs> Ahead of their match together, she uh, she dug out that own title from the uh, the own heart title from the bottom of her closet. It's like it's, it's in here somewhere. I know it is. I, I definitely <laughs> it, we were in this house the last time I had it. It's got to be in one. Of, it's in here somewhere. Here, ha, here it is. I knew it was around here somewhere. You know, there's the, the Sinbad theory of of different uh, different alternate universes yep. and stuff, and, and which is probably just people misremembering things. I'm convinced it was a cup. <laughs> It was definitely a title. It was a cup. It was no. It was definitely. I think it was a cup and a title. Can we get a vote? <laughs> Britt Baker and Adam Cole won cups. No, I think they had title. What belts. did that? What did they win in the <laughs> Owen Hart Cup title, tournament? Title belt. last year. I think there was a cup, 
but they were also awarded I've title belts. I've seen belt. it. I've seen it by the ring. Yeah. It was in the ring in the next one. <laughs> I know. But they also won title belts. Because I remember them wearing them for like, because we made the joke of being like, how long do they do? How long do they wear these belts out on TV before they stop doing it? Mm. As it happens, it was like three weeks. Mm-hmm. I love the idea behind the Owen Hart Cup tournament. <laughs> Uh, and I'm I'm happy that Martha gets to wear a hat. That's her name, isn't it, Martha? Martha, yeah. yeah. But, I think you're gonna say hat for a second. It really needs something like a shot at the end of it, uh, some stakes. Get a cup, and in some cases a title belt. You do get belt. a cup, yeah. Yeah, and in some cases a title belt. <clears throat> I thought Brit was uh, not an array game. I thought it was a bit of a, a wooden promo. It was it was okay by her standards. Yeah. She, uh, she cut a promo that was befitting of the fact she was about to lose a match. <laughs> uh, this was Then we got Jericho, Sammy and Garcia, which we've already covered. Then we got Ruby Soho versus Britt Baker. I was looking forward to this match. I thought we were going to get an actual, you know, like last year's cup. And we had stuff like Dax Harwood versus, who was it? Cash. Cash, yeah. In the opening. And it was like a, re- we had a couple of really good in-ring matches. I just thought that was going to be what we would get between Brit and Ruby here. And it was, I get that they're heels, but man, this this heel interference really, I, I ruined the match. I thought it was a pretty rubbish match, to be honest. I, I actually didn't mind it. I thought the match was, was pretty good. I really liked the finish. Uh, I thought that the finish was, I thought the last like three minutes, five minutes of it were, were really good. I quite like the the heel shines. There was a moment at the start of the match when Soraya and Tony Storm were just skipping around the ring, just being obnoxious. Like they're just obnoxious dickheads. Mm. And Soraya at one point shouted out loud when the referee was asking a question, like, I'm not doing nothing. Mm. It's like I, I think they are quite fun, obnoxious heels. But I the action itself I thought was pretty good and it played into the match that they had last year in the Owen Hart tournament. They played up the finish that they did in the Owen Hart tournament. Played up so- uh, Soho doing the lockjaw last week on, on Dynamite. And there were some really good false finishes near and near falls that I proper bought into. I, I actually thought this was better than, than perhaps you're giving it credit for. Mm. The distract- it, was, it was mostly the, the booking decisions here. It was all the distractions. I yeah, I, I I could not get invested in it at all, and I get that they're a heel group, and that's what they do. But wasn't for me that one. Uh, Ruby just, won though. Yeah, just to, to go over the finish is that they had um, what was the really good near fall that I've got? The near fall was when uh, Ruby whacked Britt's head onto the cup. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Tony put the Owen Hart title belt over the corner. Ruby smashed her head into it, hit the no future. Really good kick out. I yeah. think the crowd bought that as the finish as well. She went for the lockjaw, but Baker reversed that into a lockjaw of her own. And then the outcast dragged Soho out of the ring. Baker goes out. She defies the odds and beats them all up. And that's when they redo the finish from last year of the, the powerbomb and the roll up and everything. But this time it's Soho that gets, the, gets to be on top of this. And Stone, uh, Soraya holds down her arm while Tony Storm is holding down Soraya's arm so she can get the pin. I thought I really liked the finish to this. And then afterwards, Soho had a stare off with Sky Blue, who is very, very blue. And, blue. and Soho is very, very green. And Denise Salcedo said, uh, when I was a kid, I used to wrestle, have my crayons wrestle each other. <laughs> <laughs> and that is what this looks like. The main event was Wheeler Yuta taking on Kenny Omega. I thought they had a cracking match. Very of course good. they did. Uh, Omega gave Wheeler a lot, and he did so, believably, by selling that neck and head that got crushed like an accordion 
by Will Ospreay at the end of the Forbidden Door match. Um, you you know, it was all taped up along there, along the trapezes as well. You could target that. This was just great work. What body part are you going to work over? The head, Bill. <laughs> the head. Kenny, I, I particularly love how Kenny worked this into the match himself because he goes to do the You Can't Escape mm. and he just sort of crumples down. Like he does the move and flips over and then it's like, oh, I actually can't finish this because my neck hurts. My bad neck. Yeah. The neck I broke. The neck I... <laughs> and yeah, so Yuta was able to target a lot of that. I actually really thought Yuta was going to win here mm. because they made a very big point of... Kenny Omega is 0-3 since Callis turned on him. And yeah. it's like, it actually turns out that maybe Kenny did need Don. Don was the, the magic to Kenny. So when Wheelie, you got that near fall on him, I really thought he was going to pin him for a second time. I agree, because Don comes out. Uh, Don. The other, the other heated person. Don, not Dominic Mysterio. Don Callis came out. That's a distraction from the ref. So Takeshita can come in looking awesome. And he's like coat Leather thing. jacket. Oh. oh, he's such a handsome dude. <laughs> and uh, Takeshita blew Thunderbomb. And I thought, what? Is that your finish? That's his finish, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What's that face? That's a great move. It's a great move for a, for a near fall. That's Sami Zayn. Well, Sami Zayn has finished a match with a blue Thunderbomb recently as well. Yeah, once in a blue Thunder moon. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, Takeshita hits that. And then Yuta hits a splash off the top rope. Whee! Like, what is... That's not a finish either. Anyway, I still bought into the near fall. I thought off of that, you could also tell the story of not just Kenny's losing streak post Callus, but also Yuta has Kenny's number. Pinned him twice. Mm. But in the end, Kenny picked him up one-winged angel and got the win. It was, it was a great one-winged angel because Yuta was going up again, presumably for a moonsault in the corner. Kenny ran him, punched him through his legs in the face. And then just ran out of the corner with the one-winged angel. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Uh, after the match, the BCC attacked Omega and the Elite ran down to make the save. They were set up to do the BTE trigger and they all had chairs and stuff. And Hangman had a chair. And as he lifted up above his head, the Dark Order showed up and took the chair away from him. And in America, that's where the show ended. Mm -hmm. But because we're cool and in, uh, in the United Kingdom, we got an extra four minutes of, of just... The Dark Order passive-aggressively walking out and then Hangman and the Bucks continually beating up Claudio. Yeah, they knocked Claudio out of the ring mm. and stared angrily at uh, the, 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 their music played. Kenny Omega I was a little bit concerned about as well because they there's a moment when they go to check and see if Kenny's okay. He's got blood on his hands. Oh, God. And he's like pointing at his hands and being like, there's blood on these. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, has he broken his fingers or something? There's just blood on his hands. I don't know. The Dark Order in all of this isn't it's your, doing it's great. it for it's, it's actually perfect. You're absolutely right. Yeah, it should be a three-way blood and guts match. Yeah, but, I, I agree. But great match. The only other thing, this isn't a criticism, it's just a a wish. Is I really miss Danielson on commentary for this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like Danielson getting over the story, getting Yuta. over, like, shouting at Yuta for not doing certain things. Yeah. I did miss, but I understand why. Yes. Yeah, I understand. He can't well. talk with an injured arm. <laughs> So who do you think is the, 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 the other member of the BCC in there? Uh, because they, they are down a man for blood and guts. Well, you know, it's likely Kotsurabushi for the elite. But who goes on to BCC? Well, now I'm worried it's Chris Jericho. I don't want that. Do you know my pictures? Mm -hmm. Silver. John Silver? Sure. I don't know. <laughs> 
overall, I gave this 80%. Uh, really enjoyable show. Had a lot of fun. And I'm intrigued to see where things go. Yeah, four out of five show for me. Had a good time. Uh, shall we see what the end of the poll was for the uh, Owen Hart Cup? Yes, yeah, so I, I would imagine it has been... If uh, someone in the um, uh, moderator's thread has even posted a picture of Martha Hart with the cup. Mm. I, I, I knew... Yeah, we, well, we didn't say there wasn't I a cup. I knew it. I knew, they won a cup. We didn't say there wasn't a cup. We also said that there were belts. I said there were belts <laughs> and a cup. So what, the, what we're going to find that, out, what we're going to find out is that I'm right here, that it was a belt and a cup. The, the universe, the dimension I lived through, and I'm pretty sure a lot of other people lived through, there was only ever a cup. Well, only 10% voted for uh, a cup. A title belt, 21%, and both voted 60, uh, 67%. That's uh, not conclusive. <laughs> I think it's... I think it's pretty conclusive because there's a picture right here of the Martha cup. Hart with. I mean, because that's the thing you've you've neglected to say about this image is that there's Adam Cole and Britt Baker with belts. Yeah, yeah. In this timeline, I'm saying <laughs> the there was timeline. another timeline. No, there wasn't. The this picture's not, been overridden. This is not a Mandela effect thing. The timeline has not shifted. Jury's out. <laughs> Uh, should we do some should we do our shout outs we should do our patreon shout outs i'm just trying to find them for me uh thank you very much to our wonderful 25 dollars a month or more pledge hammers on patreon the roller coaster robert acosta uh the black plague butch rosser the venerable jesse venable the cleaner kenny shah the british bulldog philip boy j smith jr wrestle talks personal ring announcer rodrigo benitez he can last sean for longer than you in the ring starbucks stephen Custer. we met starbucks stephen Custer good at dude the party shield maiden the zornis he ran aaron hanrahan he brings the fear amir jones and lastly for this Hall of Fame class on the crikey, the 6th of July 2023, where has the time gone? Andrew Grifford, the big red dog. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash rest talk. Yesterday, the Patreon mailbag went live with mm. myself and Pete answering your questions. We are we are aing all of them cues uh, that you've got for us. Next week, it'll be rest talk behind the scenes. Week after that, after dark. And then, it's looking likely, it's the three Pete. As Ollie and I review our third TNA show in a row from 2009, which will have Jenna versus Charmel. Oh, we're going chronological. Uh, right, our Remain and Omega chats, last call for those. Kid Cuddy says, I understand, Luke, because it's AEW, but Ollie, are you really that interested in another MJF Let's Be Friends scenario? Feels like I've seen a version of this play out in almost every MJF storyline now. Some bits are funny, but I'm a pass on this. I understand, Luke, because it's AEW. Um, I think there's probably a weird... You love everything that's AEW, and I hate everything that's AEW. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, I... I I guess each their own. I I don't think the Let's Be Friends thing's been played out with MJF since Jericho. But also and the Pinnacle in a Circle thing. And again, and I, I we because people have said this before about like, oh, he does all the same stories over and over again. The the seven stages of whatever it is. It's the way that they do the twist on that that makes it interesting. And it's not 
on you could look at it as a surface level thing and say well that's the same storyline mm. but then again i would say well then the bloodline was the same as viper in the family mm-hmm. because that was a outsider infiltrating a family thing and that's a surface level uh, discussion of that but actually there's a much bigger picture Tierra, MJF versus Cole, Strong gets jealous, shows Max video, AC explains himself, Strong reassembles United, uh, sorry, Undisputed Era to attack MJF because they believe Max will turn on AC. AC defends MJF, but ultimately has to choose and betray MJF, becoming heel AC, AC turn it all in, match it all out. You turn MJF face in the process for his match against heel punk at full gear, where they can play off the mirror image of Cena versus Punk from Money in the Bank with roles reversed and MJF loses, then he decides to stay in AEW to save it from Punk and regain the belt. I mean, face MJF is an interesting prospect. Mm. Um, Yeah, although, I mean, do you want to cut promos where you're saying you're staying to save AEW from CM Punk? The the last time someone said that in promo. (laughs) (laughs) All sorts of S-hit fans. Uh, Bone Saw Buck 823. Good day, lads. Decent dynamite. Big pros. MJF and his Rick Steiner inspired trunks posing before the match. I didn't get that. No. Uh, Con Punk Joe gets a backstory, but not Starks Hobbs. Pro. The opening. Con. The ending. Anyway, keep up the good work. I did make in my notes like uh, Punk and Joe get a video promo, with, which is really detailed. Starks and Hobbs get a video promo. It is not as long. <laughs> uh. This next person, unfortunately, hasn't had their name recorded, so please do tell the mods uh, so we can give you a shout-out. It's not happening, but for MJF to have a genuine friend, you need to have a Ted Lasso moment. Even though MJF turns on said person, he still forgives him and helps him on self-destructing moments to have a friendship that works despite dynamics like Kota and Kenny. That is quite a nice three-dimensional idea. That is nice. I like that a lot. I'll hot tag to you. Uh, Fred Worst here says, I'm always caught off guard when Callus comes out to low, ominous humming instead of a <laughs> wrestling theme, as if the arena itself knows what a terrible person he is and joins us in with a collective booing of him. I like that. <laughs> the arena's also <laughs> booing him. Dante Kennedy says, Hi, gents. Dante here. Best part of the show for me was Lee and Orange when he watched a man's soul physically leave his body. I want Lee versus Cassidy for the title now. AEW, I know you watch. Push Keith Lee, you cowards. Uh, and follows that up because he's been a member for three months in a row. Says, following off my Omega Jack, it was also great to watch Orange Cassidy respawn in real life. <laughs> I want more of this each and every week. Young on Watch said, it's a sports thing. Edmonton hates Calgary because of uh... hockey. I told you it was a sports thing. Had to be. The Edmonton hates Stu Hart. <laughs> the Edmonton Oilers versus the Calgary Flames, which is called the Battle of Alberta. The more you know, I really do appreciate the watch. I will have forgotten all of that uh, in about an hour's time. I'm glad Tempest was on holiday this week because <laughs> he would have just been nonstop telling us this all day. Mike the Ref was at the show last night. They oh. had to boost Don's mic because <laughs> no one heard him live. The crowd hated him so much. And yes, we were booing Calgary, the city that Don Callis emanates. Uh, sorry, the city is the Don Callis of cities to Edmontonians. Because mm. it was in Edmonton. Uh, we've also got this here from BM Whitehouse that said, what determines what you guys review? For example, if Collision continues to have 200,000 less viewers than NXT, which will likely happen in college football season, will you review NXT instead? Also, what are the chances of an impact one-minute review? I can answer some of that, uh, BM Whitehouse. Um, people actually care about the Collision reviews early doors. No one has ever cared about us reviewing NXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've always had 
terrible, terrible numbers whenever we've done them. It's actually got nothing to do with the ratings of those shows. It's more about the YouTube numbers that we get. But if the Collision Reviews starts to get those sort of NXT numbers, we would probably go, ah, we'll knock that yeah. on their head because no one's interested in it. And we only really want to make content that you want to watch. So there's no point in us wasting time giving you stuff that you don't aren't interested in. Yeah, it, it takes a lot of time and, and sort of money to make all these shows. And if, if people aren't watching them, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, so we can't make them then. But if you know, if if, like Collision does a hundred thousand viewers a week, but the videos do twenty five thousand, like well, that means people are still interested in the show Mm -hmm. to a certain degree. Um, We have this from I'm Just Marcus said, Luke, I wasn't on board originally, but I now want put uh, I now want the Dark Order in (laughs) blood and guts. Although he's written here, blood and guys, which are also blood and guys, blood and guys. Uh, Just on BM White House's other point, uh, chance of a impact one minute review again. It's the same same thing. There's uh, unfortunately other things we've got to devote time to. Plus, because they're batch taped, it's not like people already know uh, most of what happens. So we're only doing it for big pay per views of theirs. Uh, we're going to quickly end the poll now to find out what people thought of this episode of Dynamite. And it is an overwhelming 83% oh. thumbs up with 16% in the middle and 1% thumbs down. And thank you to Mr. Higglesby, who's gifted a membership to Foxed Your Nan. Thank you very much. Whatever that means. Very generous. Uh, thanks very much for joining us here today. Please go over and watch the WrestleTalk news that went up earlier about the uh, AEW collision rating stuff. Disastrous. Yeah, really, really bad, actually. Um, but for now, I've been Ollie Davis. This has been Luke going DAD. Jam that jam. Jam that jam. Jam that jam. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian-developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.